Hey guys, it's me, Sheena. Welcome back to our space. I've really missed you guys. So today's episode is going to be about if it doesn't love you, then let it go. Or should I say, if it doesn't love you back, then let it go. And that's going to apply to all relationships. However, we'll get into that a little bit more. So pull up, find a cool, because it's hot as Hades out here. (laughs) Find a cool place, grab a drink, no judgment here. If it's beer, wine, or whatever, kick back and relax, and let's dive into it. Okay, guys, before I do anything else, I want to take this time to give a shout out to Kevin. First, thank you for being our first guest on the episode, or on the show, I should say. But thank you for sharing your story and taking the time, taking the time (laughs) to want to connect with us. I've had so much feedback from various people just... (sighs) saying that listening to that episode helped them put put things in their life into a different perspective. And sometimes it takes hearing someone else's story to really sit and say, okay, am I taking my life serious? Or sometimes just, it's not as bad as I thought. You know, and, and it it's not always the best first thought to have, but when you hear that someone's had something a little bit worse than you, you really have gratitude for the life that you're living now. So thank you, Kevin. It's really an honor, or it was an honor, and it's still an honor to have you. Any point in time that you would like to come back, you are more than welcome in our space. Um, And speaking of feedback, I did set up, in addition to the voicemail that we currently have, so basically on any platform that you're listening to this on, there should be an option to leave voicemail for me. It's about 60 seconds, so a minute, and I was like, eh, that's really not a lot of time if someone wants to give like references or share a story. So I also set up an email address for us, so it's an additional platform for us to connect on. Now, I cannot promise that I'll reply to every voicemail or email, but I will make a promise to you that I'll be the only one who reads them or listens to them. Now, if it's something that you don't put anything personal in and it can't be connected to you, like you're just sharing references or it's a voicemail and you're just, you know, saying, hey, this may be something good and it gives content or sorry, context to a episode that we may be having, I may put it in there. But even then, I'll use certain discretion on how that will be applied. But I wanted to let you know that we do have an email address. And it's basically the name of the podcast, acmanmindset at gmail.com. Really simple. That way, if you like I said, if you want to send me resources or attachments or so forth, you have that platform now to use. After re-listening to our time together last time with Kevin, I had a few aha moments. Now, aha moments aren't necessarily like it's a mind-blown type of situation or it's something that is really life-changing. Sometimes, for me, an aha moment is it's a reminder of something I've come across before or I've maybe skimmed the surface of before and I put it down. And so when something 
hits me a certain type of way, it kind of jogs my memory to go back to that space. So I've been doing a little bit of that while I've been really busy with work. Guys, I tell you, I've been busy. I've been busy. (laughs) However, even when I'm busy, I still find me time. Even if it's 15 minutes to 20 minutes to reflect on my life or to reflect on a current situation or just sometimes be quiet. And I really recommend that because we all live really busy lives and we're always doing, doing, doing. And sometimes we don't take self-care very serious because we're always doing for somebody else. And I learned that the best way to live and to also give to other people is sometimes you you need to be selfish with yourself and take back that time and have great self-care. With that being said... There was a book that crossed my mind and well, let me back up. So today's title is if it doesn't love you back, let it go. Okay. So simple enough, right? That came from the episode that we were, we had with Kevin. And also I was having a conversation with somebody else and it wasn't even about per se a relationship with people. It was more about health. And where they were going with it was if something in your life doesn't add to your life, okay, it's a liability. It's not there to love you. It's not there to elevate you in your life. So why do you hold on to it? And I said to myself while they were talking, I've heard this before. I've gone through this before. It's kind of like deja vu, right? So about a year ago, I went through a point in my life where I started to do a pros and cons list on everything. And I mean everything. That meant people, places, things. Nothing was spared. I would literally sit. At that time, I was so overwhelmed that I didn't know if I was coming and going. I actually ended up going to the hospital they thought I was going to have a heart attack. It was I was severely dehydrated. My heart rate was some crazy number. I ended up being taken out of work because they thought I was going to either have a heart attack or a stroke at any point in time. It was it was chaos. But in that time, I started to find time for myself and really evaluate Everything that was happening and every person and even down to the food I was eating, what purpose did it have in my life? There was a book that came across my mind. Again, what I said when we when I read, listen to the podcast with Kevin and also the conversation that I had, and it was called The Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. And I think it's like chapter 19. I have to go look. Um, But in that book, and I only picked up this book because of the title, and at that point in time in my life, I felt like I didn't have purpose because I was getting all these medical reports saying, basically, you're two steps from dying. Work was stressful. My home life was stressful. What purpose do I have, right? So the purpose-driven life spoke to me in that arena because of what was happening, and in this particular chapter, he's, he speaks about creating your community, creating a community that basically feeds your soul, that feeds 
you, that's healthy, that motivates you, that cultivates you, that it's not even just about you. It's about any and every person and any and everything in that community is there to thrive. You understand? And there was about nine things in there that he talked about that could help you in learning what a community looks like to you, what your soul family looks like to you. These are the people that you feed each other, not just food, but you feed each other mentally. And this could be your spouse, your friends, it could be your coworkers. No matter where you go, your community is what you make it, right? Your environment. So, like I said, I did a pros and cons list and I was weeding out people. Literally, I would go through my phone and I had a criteria. If, if it was, we only talked during certain times and I looked at the, the value of the conversations. And if it was just like some, what are you doing and what's up, but it really had nothing to it. Or I initiated every conversation and the other person just always was a response. Or if it was two words, nothing else. And I sent like paragraphs <laughs> and or phone calls. I would go through the phone log. And if I saw that there was no phone calls that parallel with the conversations, it was time to let that person go. And it was nothing about the person and who they are, but they no longer served me in the space that I was in. I was serving them, but to what detriment did that do to me? So in creating this community, right, there was a part in it that really spoke to me first. And I said this to my my friends and my spouse, tell, be true, be your true, true self with me. So this is point number one, having an authentic relationship with somebody, the authentic you, you take off that mask when you're with me. I don't want the person that shows up that's a lie. I want to know the true you. Because knowing the true you, first off, that's humility. Because you are showing up and you're admitting your weaknesses. You're admitting your strengths. You're admitting, you're you're basically metaphorically naked in front of somebody. And that's hard to do. A lot of people don't do that. They don't show up as their true self. They show up as a representative. So anybody in my community, anybody who's my soul family, they have to be authentic. And I know, like before I would ignore red flags, but I realized that it didn't serve me and it didn't love me back. So I needed to let it go. The second thing is do we encourage each other? Not I encourage you all the time, but do we encourage each other? Do we speak over each other in a positive way? I have one friend, he will not allow me to speak in a way that is not satisfying to my mind. What does that mean? I, I, I might have lost you there. <laughs> Whenever I'm having a conversation with him, and I may say something that truly is how I feel, he'll question it and be like, but is that really how you feel? And it makes me dig deeper into whatever we're talking about. And it really makes me challenge my thought process at that moment. 
and I would say nine times out of ten, I will not necessarily change per se because he, you know, he said something and it was he made me change my mind, but he made me realize was it truly the words that I use that articulated how I really felt? Or was I using something that I heard somewhere else? Mimicking it, but it wasn't my true self. So we 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 find ourselves sometimes being the person who's the strong one in the relationship, be it friends or a true relationship, well, intimate one. Well, we'll go into intimacy another time. But anyway, in relationships, we're the strong one. But who's there for the strong one? So encouraging each other is important. Support of each other. Number three, I can support you and you can support me and it doesn't have to cost you anything. Okay, I'll say that one more time because some people don't understand the cost to support somebody, one another, doesn't have to cost you a dime. It may cost you time, but it may not cost you a monetary value. And I believe some people think that it's going to cost them something monetary. They don't help somebody else. And so you have a relationship where I may show up to your gathering. I may show up to your family events. I may show up to your house and sit with you even if it's 30 minutes, 45 minutes out of my day. But you don't reciprocate the same to me. And when I'm having a hard time, you're not only encourage, you don't encourage me, but you don't support me. And sometimes support is just saying I'm there for you, even if you don't do anything. Because there's a lot of things that we have to face in life. That if there's just that one voice in the background that says, I got you, you don't even understand how powerful it is to the person who's facing the big beast, quote unquote, at the time. So that's number three. Number four, having mercy for one another. I don't really know what else to say in that, but when you have mercy for somebody else, grace for somebody else, it is returned to you because there's going to be a point in time that you may be seen as the bully. You may be seen as the person who's the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't think right now, (laughs) but you may be seen not in a good light and you're going to want someone to have mercy for you and grace. So that's important as well. Number five, speaking the truth in love. My spouse tells me all the time, and I laugh because I don't realize I do it. She's like, you will hold someone to the fire. She's like, it's genuine, and you love the person, but you will hold them to the fire, and you will be like, no, absolutely not. You hold people accountable, and I realize I do, and I expect my friends and my soul family to do the same to me. If I say I'm going to do something and I'm going to show up, that's my word. The only thing I have in my trust bond with you is my word. And if I don't do that, then how can you trust me with anything else, right? So a big thing for me is always to speak truth and love. I can tell you anything. It's all in how I present it to you. I can tell you how genuinely disgusted I am with something (laughs) without even saying it I can show you sometimes in my face but that's just me 
the words are more important. It's how you make someone feel. And I'm just one of those, like, if you are within my soul family, you are a person that has added value to me and I'm added value to you. We speak truth and love. Okay. Number six, admit our weaknesses. Just having that humility there. Number seven, um, it's having respect for others' differences. I, I walk completely different than most of my friends. Okay, I have one friend who is it tickles me because she's like, when you come around, <laughs> here you come with that uh, universe speaking stuff. But she was like, I love it because I'm not I'm not into religion at all. I will study religion. I will read the Bible. I read the Bible every day. But I'm not a religious person. I'm very spiritual. And I have friends that are very spiritual. I mean, very religious. Our differences are what makes us bond. Because we can have healthy debates. And I learn just like they learn from me. Okay? So, when we honor and respect our differences, it makes a world of difference in your elevation in life. Number eight for me, um, I thought when I read it, confidentiality. Well, duh, that's friendship or that that's like a relate, right? No, no, okay, wait, maybe it's just me. <laughs> but then I really thought about it. Some people because they didn't grow up understanding when you're intimate with someone, and this doesn't mean sexual, but when you're intimate, when you're sharing space with someone, like I said with the email and voicemail, I'm the only one who will read or listen to this because of the confidentiality that comes with it. You're entrusting something to me. That's why you're telling me, okay? If you wanted everyone else to know, you would go and tell everybody else. You post it on Facebook, Instagram, you put it on Twitter. But when you're speaking to someone one-on-one or in a group, that platform has to have confidentiality. It has to. To truly be in a relationship where you have that soul family, that commitment to one another, what you tell somebody shouldn't be gossip for everyone else. And number nine, I can't believe like I actually remembered all of these. I hope I'm putting them in the right order. I kind of was jotting them as I was saying them, just so that y'all know. And I'm like, I think this is it. So I'm going to go back and reread the book. But um, I'm just surprised that I even remember that it was nine. And I've gotten this far. So if anyone reads it before I get back to it and this isn't the right order, let me know. <laughs> so number nine. Um, was making time for each other, frequency. A relationship of any type requires investment of time. I don't think I really need to explain, explain that um, in great detail. I have plenty of friends. And I speak like I have a million friends. I really don't. But the small group that I do have, <laughs> we make time for each other. I just got a text the other day when one of my friends said, I haven't seen your face lunch that means I need to be figuring out time (laughs) for us to get together I have friends that 
when we we text each other, literally, how are you doing today? How is your mind? And it's not, you don't get the I'm fine. Okay, I know you're gorgeous. You're, you're fine physically. Great. How's your mental state? And we're honest. It goes back to being honest, being authentic, encouraging each other, having mercy, speaking in love. We build that foundation. So in essence, I've given these nine things to help you understand how to create a community, a.k.a. an environment that's conducive to you and the people around you. If it's not something that cultivates you and cultivates them and that you're not all being an asset to one another, then it's time to say, if it doesn't love me back, I need to let it go. And then it's not going to be easy, guys. It took me, with one of my relationships, it took me a year to A, figure out that they they did not love me back in the capacity that I needed to flourish. It was detrimental. It was toxic to both of us because I wasn't the person that I am, that I truly am in an honest space. I was someone else because of the environment I had placed myself in. So I keep saying so. I need to work on that. Anyway, if it doesn't love me back, it's time to let it go. It is not an easy process. It's very hard in some aspects. Some things you can just look at it and be like, this isn't good for me. I need to move on. And there's others because we've spent so much time in it that we have to unwind ourselves out of it. And some of the best choices that we make for our lives going forward are going to be the hardest choices we have to make today. So I wish you well. I hope that this has served you and in giving you some insight in building your community, helping you build a better environment around yourself and understanding if it doesn't love you back, baby, it's time to let it go. Until next time.